I think we're on the cusp of a new work environment going forward. I've spent 30 years in this industry. We're not done electrifying and becoming sustainable and ensuring that it's easy to get electricity. And quite honestly, I think it's the definition of a new digital workplace. This is EnergyCast, and I'm Jay Downhower. Today we are talking about the shift from the office to the home office and other residential energy trends. In episode 85, we discussed how the COVID outbreak fundamentally changed home energy habits within the first month. Now, as we enter a new year, large companies have a better understanding about who's staying home and how to better address their needs. As we discussed in the previous episode, a typical home energy curve would peak in the morning, dip while we were away, and peak again around supper time. That dip now stays even within those peaks, which means more energy consumed at home. While we're on the topic, has anyone wondered if we're going to get to write off our homes as office space on our 2020 tax returns? My guest specializes in home and commercial energy solutions, and they're seeing the shift as it relates to their business. This creates a number of opportunities for both homes and businesses to save money in the amount of energy they use. I'll confess, I'll believe that my office still had all the lights on when I dropped in back in summer after months at home. Most offices, my guest says, have taken this opportunity to save money. They also believe we could see real energy savings with smart devices, energy monitoring, renewable energy, and storage. It's a recipe for adapting to a new work-life balance as the lines blur between the home and the office place. My guest today is Rich Korthauer, Vice President of the Home and Distribution Business for Schneider Electric. Schneider has a history going back 185 years in France. Rich is based in Lexington, Kentucky. In late 2020, Schneider released findings from a survey that showed some interesting trends between generations and their perceptions about the way they consume energy at home. For instance, it found that less than 1 in 10 rank residential buildings as a top carbon producer energy consumer, but the Energy Information Administration says homes will soon lead the pack for electricity consumed globally. That was undoubtedly helped by the fact that many of us now use our homes as our offices. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Rich Korthauer. here, Rich Korthauer, Vice President of Home and Distribution Business for Schneider Electric. And Rich, Schneider Electric recently released a report stressing the amount of energy consumed in homes. And I assume that's where Schneider is going to be focusing more of its business, right? Jay, yes, that is a area of focus for us. And again, a lot of changes here recently and where people are spending time. The workplace has shifted. Many of the major employers throughout the United States have employees working from home. And what's happening is, is that power consumption that once was being consumed in an office building or a company's office place, now homeowners are literally waking up in the morning, turning on lights, turning on their computers 
years and literally spending the next eight to 10 hours doing their work from home. In your home office, obviously you are now you know plugged in, your lighting when in the past, those lights would be off and you're heating or you're cooling to be comfortable. It's really a shift in where energy is being consumed and it's more now a focal point in the residential space. And obviously that's an area that we make a lot of products. It's a key for us. We have literally the service entrance equipment in about four out of 10 homes in the United States. So our overall company mantra is to make sure that we provide safe electricity. And quite honestly, looking forward, our intent is to make sure that 25, 30 years from now, there's plenty of electricity and it's sustainable for not only the next generations. Yeah. And Rich, I see this interview as being a companion piece with an episode I did earlier last spring. At the start of the COVID pandemic, I spoke with IEEE about a paper they had published regarding energy usage. And one of the things that was interesting about that, obviously, as people were officing from their homes, that dip that you see kind of in the middle of the day with home energy usage pretty much stayed level when they first got up in the beginning of the day. I assume that residential usage will drop during the daytime as folks go back to work, but is that entirely true? Some people are going to stay home, right? Honestly, Jay, I think we're on the cusp of a new work environment going forward. A lot of major corporations have announced that they're going to keep their offices closed through September of next year, and then they're going to rethink about it. There's a number of companies Companies that have found that they've been able to do business while their people have been working from home. And quite honestly, I think it's the definition of a new digital workplace. I also think that companies are rethinking their office space because if you look at the companies, many have been able to perform well. And quite honestly, their bottom line has probably been improved and not having to heat and cool and keep lights on. And they're realizing that having employees work from home is not only good for the employee, but it also works for them as a company from a savings perspective. So what opportunity does that provide Schneider? Now, Schneider is certainly a household name among electricians, among commercial groups and everything. But what about customers like you and me who are possibly officing from home? Are you going to shift some of your strategy towards residential customers, let them know who you are more so than through the middlemen, as it were. What's Schneider's plan there? Honestly, Jay, I think we're seeing a change in our customers. I think the consumer mentality is changing. Consumers are very savvy. They've shifted to working from home, but they're going to now start getting utility bills on a monthly basis, and they're going to see that some of their costs are going up. Obviously, being comfortable at home is critical. Obviously, our customers are much more digital savvy. They're running their lives from their handheld device. We're evolving the electrical panels and breakers that go into a home and really joining the digital environment. There's a lot of information that we are now able to collect and provide to a homeowner that can identify loads in their homes beyond the heating and air conditioning that may be costing them more money. And with some simple modifications of their daily routine, they can actually save money and it comes back and pays them to be a little more energy conscious. I think a change in our homeowner and then obviously the fact that there's a shift in where they're spending time and there's a shift in who's paying for the comfort and the office workspace. 
very simply for residential customers who might be listening to this, Schneider Electric, what would be the one thing that you would recommend that just about everybody look into to help with their energy costs at home? There's a wiser energy monitor that we make, and it will help the homeowner understand where their biggest energy spend is. It will also help them understand what's going on in their home and potentially get alerts on when a device is not operating at its optimal efficiency. I just remodeled my kitchen, brought all new appliances in. We got the latest fingerprint proof stainless steel. Obviously, I have a wiser energy monitor on my home. I took my old fridge and made it my beer fridge, okay, or my refreshments fridge into my basement. And I learned very quickly that the new refrigerator uses half of the electricity of my old refrigerator. We now have the ability to alert you as to when these types of products are starting to deteriorate. We can potentially alert you that a appliance is going to fail so that in the event that it's July 4th and it's 90 degrees out, we can alert you that, hey, your air conditioning is going to fail because we can see an increase in the current usage. We're taking a product that has been all about safety and making sure that power could come into your home and then could be safely distributed through the six or seven football fields of wire, really taking it to the next level. We'll also start giving you knowledge about all the components in your home, all the way down to potentially a coffee maker when your garage door opener goes up and down. There's really a new information lifestyle that we're going to be enabling with the products that we're launching this year. Let's talk about this report that Schneider released on residential energy use. You point out a lot of differences between millennials and baby boomers. Now, I'll take exception to this because I'm considered Gen X, and for some reason, society has forgotten that there's Gen X. (laughs) Anyway, boomers, you say, are more conscious about things like turning off lights. Millennials are more likely to invest in smart technology. Are there elements of both you'd like to see between both generations? It seems like both of them have good habits everybody could adopt. Jay, I think your comment on Gen X is fair, but the reality is it really applies to all. And again, I think it comes down to we've reached some tipping points. To me, the tipping points and the iPhones have shown up and you see what's going on in new homes being built today. All the major top 10 U.S. home builders are building a smart home today, whether that's through a smart thermostat or some are putting a basic Google Home or Amazon Alexa and making that the standard equipment. If you take a look at millennials, they've grown up with a handheld in their hand since birth almost. And you don't sell the hundreds of millions of iPhones if you don't have baby boomers and Gen X folks doing the same thing. I think we've seen a tipping point of digital, even from the shopping. Think of what COVID did to us in 2020. Look at the amount of transactions and purchases that are now going digital. This is only going to continue to breed in the other touch points in our industry, the electrical industry. Obviously, in the HVAC side, we saw the electronic thermostat. There's more to come from us in the area of monitoring, remote switching. This is an all generation thing. And I have an 85 year old mother in law that finally dropped the flip phone and now has gone iPhone and she has an Alexa now. So again, it's just going to continue to transcend just because it's what people have gotten used to. It's what people are expecting. And there's a convenience and lifestyle that we all enjoy. Just expect this to continue to go forward. One of the bullets in the study said that boomers are happiest with smart technologies like smart doorbells, and thermostats. Now, does that tell you that there could be something lacking in their appeal to younger folks? What should we take from that finding? 
The boomers are a little advantaged because financially, they're probably a little better well off. The millennials, they've been somewhat challenged. It's just a matter of the millennials, I think, have the awareness. The boomers are the homeowner. They've got the disposable income. And now they're seeing this change and are adapting to it. I can tell you, I just paid off my student loans at 41. So <laughs> congratulations. So, yeah, it was real helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Hopefully that'll be a whole lot more disposable income. Rich, I was surprised by a statistic that over half of your respondents were concerned about privacy. And I assume in regard to smart devices, is this a generational thing? Do you think that younger generations are concerned about privacy? How does the privacy issue factor in? I think privacy is something that everyone needs to be aware of. I know here at Schneider, it's a priority for us. We do a lot of automation in a lot of facilities and major corporations are of our commitment is that privacy is critically important. And honestly, I've got a millennial daughter. From an awareness standpoint, I'm amazed that privacy is important, but that varies by individual. I'm sure if you have an electronic device in your home, occasionally it might make a noise or make a statement to you. And you're sitting there watching a TV program and you're like, whoa, what just happened? The more digital we get, more transactions we do online, it's going to be a very important thing going forward. Getting more into what Schneider can do for these residential customers. I had on a guest recently to discuss electric vehicle charging. One of the concerns I'm hearing a lot about is the distribution network has with the ability to charge vehicles in every home. Is this a real concern or will we charge off peak at night and it's no problem? There's got to be a strain there, right? It's not just a direct result of electric vehicle charging. This is something that Schneider's been well-versed in. And quite honestly, we've been working to help solve our country's sustainability issue. Our grid is not in the best shape today. If you project out 20 years from now, there are serious questions about will we be able to provide the needed energy for the population expansion through the existing grid? The bottom line is that our grid needs serious improvement. Electric vehicle vehicles. We'll need to find a way. I think solar, alternative energy sources, and storage are going to be part of a multi-pronged solution. The other thing I asked the charging guests about this idea of electric vehicle owners right now are the people who have two-car garages and license plates that say no gas, right? They're the early adopters. They're into it. Then you're going to be going into the folks who are living in apartments, maybe don't even have parking at the apartment complex. They have to park on the street. And so charging for them is going to be a whole lot more difficult. So what my guest said was, instead of charging at home, you're basically going to charge wherever you're going. If you're going shopping, you charge there. Do you see a rise in that as far as Schneider, a role in that adding points where people can charge their electric vehicles? I think that's ongoing as we even speak today. Very early part of meeting energy requirements in buildings, employers, commercial buildings, even rental apartment complexes, it's really to bring the consumer to do business or actually be comfortable in going to a retail place. But to have that electrical charger sitting there, and quite honestly, in most cases, it's a free plug-in today. And that's going to continue to expand we're somewhat in a competition. As a business, you're you're wanting people to frequent your site. You want to transact. But our manufacturing facility in Lexington, Kentucky, anybody that had an electric vehicle was charging their car during the day while it was sitting in the manufacturing plant 
parking lot. Oh, by the way, it's not a bad parking deal either because normally these charging station spots are right there by the front door. You don't have a long walk on a rainy day or a cold, snowy day. Right there with the expected mothers, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Rich, you mentioned energy storage, and I see that Schneider's working on the commercial and utility scale storage space. Now, how about residential? And I ask people a lot about this. Where do you see energy storage being placed in the future? Utility, commercial, residential level, and what is Schneider really banking on? If you look at the past 12, 18 months, the situation that we've seen from a weather perspective, hurricanes and power outages, I also think some of the natural disasters around fires, and quite honestly, we've had a utility in California that had to go to forced blackouts. When a consumer gets inconvenienced, we have a natural inclination is it'll happen to us once, we'll live through it. It happens a second time, and all of a sudden we start to get a little resilient, and we want to go solve for that. I do believe that storage at the residential, it will happen. I think the capabilities of batteries is becoming so much better than it was three years ago, and that's going to continue to accelerate. state of California has now mandated that new homes have a minimum solar capability. When you do buy an electric vehicle, it will increase your utility bill each month if you charge it home, but you could quickly offset it by installing solar. But you need storage to make use of when it's the best time to use that energy, okay? I think they go hand in hand. We will continue to see storage, solar, electric vehicles ramp in the residential space. So, Rich, I've served as a project manager in the transmission departments, and I always figured Schneider would want to play in that space more, the higher voltages, right? But it's looking like with distributed generation microgrid storage that the industry is moving towards more lower voltages where you guys play. What do you think of that? Do you think that the industry is moving more toward the voltages that Schneider works in? And how do you see things in the next 10 to 15 years summing all this up? We typically will bring new employees in every year and we put them through a training program. And of course, I manage the home and distribution business. So typically, I have the opportunity to be in front of these folks. I've spent 30 years in this industry. And quite honestly, we're not done electrifying and becoming sustainable and ensuring that 20 and 25 years from now, our kids and our kids' kids have the same kind of benefit we have today where it's easy to get electricity. I definitely think that microgrid storage will continue to grow and ramp. I truly believe that they're part of an overall insurance that as our population and country continues to grow, that the ability for the next generations to enjoy the kind of comfort that we have today and the benefits that microgrids and storage will be part of that solution. For Schneider, that's right in our wheelhouse. We're very much into microgrids. It's outside of my business expertise, but we've done a number of installations already with some major universities and hospitals throughout the United States that wanted to be able to be self-reliant. They wanted to be able to generate, to be sustainable and not have to deal with a blackout or a shortage of energy. All right. Rich Courthauer, Schneider Electric, thank you so much for your time. Jay, thank you. It was a great discussion. That was Rich Courthauer, Vice President of the Home and Distribution Business for Schneider Electric. You heard me ribbing Rich a little about Gen X being skipped over in the study, but at the time of this episode, Elon Musk, yes, a Gen Xer, surpassed Jeff Bezos, a late baby boomer, as the richest man on earth. And while I am nowhere near the top, yes, I did finally pay off all my student loans in 2020 thanks to the interest holiday we received. 
Yeah, thank you, thank you. I also want to thank LSU for the journalism degree that paid me scratch until I left the news business, and St. Edwards University for, while being located in Austin, provided no alumni connections or job assistance when I lost my job in 2010. If only Elon had moved to Texas back then. Oh. I want to thank Rich for his time, as well as Bobby Safarnia at Edelman for setting this up. You can find plenty of pictures for this episode on energy-cast.com, as well as on Instagram and Parlor at Host Energy and Twitter at Host Energy Cast. All guests are sent the wrong completed audio of the week of release. So far, no complaints. Be sure to leave us a positive review on iTunes. That gets the word out. Music was produced by Sean Stroop at Stroop Loops. That wraps up episode 104. Be sure to join us next week when we learn how even the smallest energy providers plan to make good on a net zero carbon pledge. Until then, I'm Jay Downhower. We'll see you next time. Thank you.